Shall we open our hearts unto the Lord this morning and say to him, Lord, speak to me. Speak to me. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 119 verse 130, the entrance of the word of God gives light and understanding to the simple. Tell him that you want him to speak to you and speak to your heart. Prepare your heart to receive his word this morning. For the reason and purpose of being called a child of God is to do his will. Christ died that we might be saved. Speak to him. Jesus Savior Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you. Lord, you are not a man that you will lie. Neither are you the son of man that you will repent. Everything you say, you do. All power and authority is yours. Lord, you tell the son where to stand and the son stands there. When the children of Israel go to the Red Sea, Lord, you parted the sea that they may cross. Lord, we thank you. Indeed, you are the way, the truth, and the life. We thank you. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for bringing us together this morning. Lord, to hear your word. You are the only one who exemplified integrity. And Lord, you taught us to follow suit. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus again. Grant me all trans this morning. In the end, your name alone will be glorified. Thank you, Father. Lord, this is the confidence that I have. Each time I open my mouth, Lord, you fill my mouth with your word. For the people and for the season. Blessed be your holy name, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' precious name. And amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. And all the time, I'm happy to be in your midst again today. I am giving a topic to talk to you or to talk to us on. And it is integrity of speech and conduct. And the theme is Kingdom Lifestyle. And when, in my usual manner, when I was going through this topic and I was praying, 
And I was trying to understand exactly what the Lord will have me say to the church. I realized that there was something that happened. If you read the book of Matthew chapter 3, when Jesus was baptized, in chapter 4, he was led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness. There he fasted. Thereafter he was tempted by Satan. The Bible says after he had given him technical knockout, he came out in chapter 4, and as he was preaching the word of God, he knew he needed people to preach the word with him. And we called them disciples. So as he was going, he saw Peter and his brother Andrew. He asked them to stop what they were doing and follow him. He moved again, and he saw James and John, the sons of Zebedee, and he asked them also, drop your nets and follow me. So they left their father, they left the ship, and they followed Jesus Christ. If you follow that chronologically, you see that Jesus, at that point in time, as he was making his disciples, was in a hurry to do the will of God. So he was preaching the word, he was healing the sick, he was performing miracles, the news was everywhere what Jesus was doing. The Bible says people started trooping like people trooped into the church this morning. The multitude, the Bible says, and great multitude followed him as he was doing all these things. And in chapter 5, verse 1, the Bible says, when Jesus saw that great multitude had followed him, he went onto the mountain to pray. And while he was there, his disciples followed him. And when his disciples followed him onto the mountain, he began to teach them. He began to teach them. Now, that message he began to teach in verse 3 lasted to verse 48 in Matthew chapter 5, continued in chapter 6, continued in chapter 7, and he stopped at verse 27. At verse 28, when he had stopped, his disciples, the people he was speaking to, now marveled. And the Bible says they were astonished. For he taught, for Jesus taught with power. And Jesus taught with authority. And Jesus had begun to introduce things they were not used to. And those things Jesus has begun to introduce to them is what we call kingdom lifestyle. These were fishermen. These were people that he had gathered from every nook and cranny. These were people from different backgrounds, different upbringing. He has gathered them, and he suddenly realized that the multitude has started following them. So the multitude are in the church. But Jesus knew that there was need for him to begin to train. In some churches they call it workers in training. Induction. He began to teach them the core values of the Christian lifestyle. He began to teach them what they ought to know and what they ought to do so that there will be consistency in what they preach and what they do. And that's why our topic this morning is integrity in speech and in conduct. Praise the Lord. And you know, the Bible says that in verse 28, they marveled and they were astonished. In recent time, the messages we hear are mostly motivational messages 
they are mostly prosperity messages. So in church this morning, somebody may also be asking, why is the clergy not bringing prosperity message, motivational message? Why is he interested in the kingdom lifestyle? Kingdom lifestyle. Because we need to separate the sheep from the goats. Where I work, we train people. If people from where I work come into this place, you will know. Because the Bible says, by their fruits, you shall know them. Jesus wanted to separate the sheep from the goats. He wanted to inculcate into the life of the disciples and true worshippers the kingdom lifestyle so that there will be consistency in their lifestyle. Amen. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So we're going to look at what lifestyle is, look at what integrity is, look at what conduct is. Why integrity? God wants us to be a people of integrity. Why integrity? Integrity is what they call in Latin, in Latin maxim, a sine qua non unto inheriting the kingdom of God. It is something that will lead you and prepare you into inheriting the kingdom of God. God has called us and God expects us to live a particular lifestyle. That is what we make people know that we are His. Let me tell you something. They were called Christians because of their lifestyle. That means they have started doing what Jesus taught them as the kingdom lifestyle. Praise the Lord. So what is integrity? Integrity is the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. It's the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. The quality of being honest and having strong quality or having strong moral principles. Why would I bring in moral? You can be honest in immorality. You can be honest in sin. I am going to smoke and you end up smoking. You have fulfilled what you promised but it's Unto immorality. That's why I said strong moral principles. The Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. We will come to that. Think on whatsoever it is pure. Think on whatsoever it is good. And have virtue. Not of things that are impure. So when you are talking of a man of integrity. You are talking of a man who believes in honesty. And has strong Moral principles. What is honesty? Honesty means sincerity. Someone who is truthful, not being deceitful or free from deceit, any kind of deceit. Someone who is straightforward. When he says yes, it is yes. And when he says no, it is no. That's one of the key qualities of a true Christian, of a true believer. You know, when the Spirit of God through Someone this morning said something, you know, spoke to the church that is the lion of the tribe of Judah and that we should not fear. I was encouraged again 
One thing about a man of integrity is that he's always bold. He's not afraid. He doesn't have any fear. He says the truth no matter whose ops is God's. Moral means godly or goodly. Integrity in speech, that means integrity in every expression, in every discussion, in every expression, in every discussion. I understand that today is Young People's Day. Integrity in the text messages we send. Integrity in the WhatsApp that we do. Integrity in the to-go. Integrity in the Facebook. Integrity in messenger. Integrity in discussions. Not necessarily only spoken discussion. Integrity. There must be consistency in what you do right here in church and the life you, you live in the private. There must be consistency in what you do right here in church and where you pick up your phone. Integrity. That's what the Lord says to tell us this morning. Integrity in speech. So, integrity makes you Integrity makes you determine the kind of person you want to be. Do you want to be a people's praise person? I want people to praise me. Or do you want God to praise you? So if you have integrity, you are someone who has said, I don't care what the crowd is doing or saying. I'm only interested in what God thinks about this. Now listen. I don't care. One day... When I was on campus, after I gave my life to Jesus, I came out and I saw people, the multitude, going to church. And I remember the word of God. That is not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, will inherit the kingdom of God. Rather, the man that does what the Lord says. So, the man that lives in consistency with the word of God. The man that practices the word of God. The man who, yes, is yes, and who's no. Is no. These men are few. These men are few. So this morning, as you hear the word of God, do you really want to be such a man? It doesn't matter the situation I see. I want to be a man of integrity. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So integrity, when you say a man has integrity, a person whose life is whole, wholesome, he has got it all together. From the word integrate, you have integrity, unity. The man is whole. The man is together. The man, mark my word, I've been using it, consistent. The man is consistent. When, because of the place we walk, we make pledges. So, I've noticed that when I pick up the microphone and I want to make pledges, it goes for me. Why? Because I'll ask the Holy Spirit to help me. Some of these pledges are audacious. They are quite big. So, but I have noticed that when I'm making pledges, instead of my superiors to be, you know, attacking or whatever, they will say, I trust him. He keeps to his word. It is the Holy Spirit that helps me. He has integrity. So, when you make a pledge, you try as much as possible to keep it. And that's when the man has integrity. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Now, in conduct, integrity in conduct, conduct means behavior, conduct means character, conduct means actions, things you do. And I remember, at this point, I remember what my father told me long ago, and my father said to me, 
that there's this saying that when wealth is lost, nothing is lost. When health is lost, something is lost. He said to me, honey, when character is lost, all is lost. A Christian without integrity is not a Christian because all is lost. The Lord will make us a people of integrity in the name of Jesus. I said the Lord will make us a people of integrity in the name of Jesus. It is written, if you read the book of 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 15, But as such, he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. In all manner of conversation. He says, for it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. That's verse 16. And I got here said, It is written, Be ye a people of integrity, for I am a man of integrity. If you go to the book of Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, the last verse in the book of Matthew, Jesus told them, as he was teaching them kingdom lifestyle, Be thou perfect. If you read with other translations, be thou upright, be thou forthright, be thou a man of integrity. So he was so particular about your lifestyle. He was so particular about my lifestyle. He is still particular about my lifestyle. And the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So in all manner of conversation, in all actions that we take or in our behaviors. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 37, But let your communication be ye ye and nene, for whatsoever is more than this, comment of evil. If you read the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 5, the Bible says, Don't be in a hurry to make a vow, but when you make a vow, be quick to redeem it. God does not glory in a vow of a man that is not redeemed. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. I know that it's the young people's day. But I, you know, everybody is a child before God. And that's why we are called the children of God. Remember in Romans chapter 8 verse 14. As many as are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. They are the children of God. So it's our, it's our day. Even though it's young people's day. And young people let me tell you something. What makes a man dine with kings. Is when the man has integrity. What makes a young man? For evil people say, When a young boy, if you identify, show me a young boy that elders like calling. Show me a young boy or a young lady that relates well with the elders. That lady, watch it, has integrity. That lady's yes is yes. That lady's no is no. That young man's life is, in, is consistent. What he says is what he does. And that's exactly the life that Christ wants us to live. I say again, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Now remember that when Jesus was tempted by, this, by the devil, chapter, chapter 3, chapter 3, I mean chapter 4, sorry, Matthew chapter 4, the Satan came when Jesus was very weak. The Satan went to Jesus after he had fasted 40 days. A night in the wilderness. And Satan tempted him. And Satan wanted to break his integrity. And Satan wanted to corrupt Jesus. But Jesus said no to all this. And when I read that place again. I said to myself. It is true. Young men. When the enemy comes to tempt your integrity. Is when you are weak. 
So your, the strength of your integrity is how you conduct yourself at your lowest end, at your weakest moment. When you don't have money and you work as a civil servant, that's when they will come with bribe. When you don't have money, you cannot pay your children's school fees as a civil servant. That's when they will tell you to add 10%. And they will call it all kinds of names. That's when they want to appreciate you. They will tell you they want to appreciate you. That's when the enemy will come to tempt you. Watch it. Jesus, after fasting for 40 days and nights, defeated the enemy. At our lowest moment, how do we live as Christians? At our lowest moment, we are very vulnerable. How do we live as Christians? Praise the Lord. If you read the book of Isaiah chapter 6 verse 5. Isaiah shouted when the light of the world was shone on him. He said, wow, is this who I am? I am a man of unclean lips. So I am a man without integrity. Oh Lord, what do I do? After King Uzziah had died. What do I do? Save me. Save me, I pray to you, O Lord. And that's the prayer we're going to pray this morning. In any way, let me tell you the truth. I was discussing with someone, and I said to the person, if God knows that I would drop my integrity, God helping me, and God knows that I would drop my integrity, and he has positioned me, or also a, posi- a position, or an office is coming my way, instead of dropping my integrity, may he not give me that position. And that's why when we hear about our senators who were once in the church, when we hear about commissioners who were once in the church or in the church, when we hear about ministers, when we hear about presidents, vice presidents, who may even be preaching the word of God, you'll be wondering, I am not here to judge any man. But God has God is speaking to us this morning. Even the preacher, prepare yourself. I don't even know what the Lord has for me. I don't know where He's taking me to. But prepare yourself. I am asking the Lord, please, instead of dropping my integrity, instead of walking into an office and I will drop Jesus, I will keep Jesus at the back seat, may I not go into that office? 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 For what shall it profit a man that he gains the whole world and lose his own soul? Praise the Lord. So as I shouted and prayed, God, I'm a man of uncleanness, help me. Psalm 24 verse 3. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? Verse 4 says, He that had clean hands and a pure heart, who had not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. The opposite of integrity is hypocrisy. A man who is not a hypocrite, he is the man that will ascend into the hill of the Lord. Who is the man that shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? The man who has a clean hands. If you read the book of 1 Samuel, at a point when Samuel had led the children of Israel, he gathered them and he asked them, Have I wronged any of you? If I have wronged any of you, please tell me. The Bible says, and the people chorus and said, You have not wronged us. When the Lord has given us offices, and again, such prominent offices, can we be bold to stand before people and we ask them, have I wronged any of you? Have I done anything that is not in line with what I profess as a pastor, as a worker, as a child of God? 
my life is it consistent? My lifestyle is it consistent with what, what I have been doing in the office? That was what Samuel did. And the people said, King, you have not done any of this. For you are just, you are upright. For you are a man of integrity. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Numbers chapter 23 verse 19 says, For God is not a man that he would lie, neither is he the son of man that he would repent. God cannot lie. God cannot repent. And that's exactly what God wants us to be. A people that will never lie. It doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't matter the challenge. It doesn't matter who is standing before you. It doesn't matter what, is, what, has, what has come to you. Look at the life of Job. The Bible says in the book of Job chapter 1 verse 8. When God was describing Job, a man like you and I, to Satan. He said to him, I have a man and his name is Job. He is upright. He is upright. He is a man who is perfect in all his ways. And you will ask me, who is this Job? Job happens or happened to be a very wealthy man in the Bible. What of our man, our brother and our father Abraham? In the book of Genesis chapter 18 from verse 17 down, the Bible talks about Abraham. And God said, I know Abraham. I know Abraham. He is a just man. He will command his family to seek after me and to worship me. That's a man of integrity. That's a man that the Lord knew very well that his lifestyle was consistent with what he was telling God. It's not an ordinary man that God will say to, take your only son, go and sacrifice him. What I don't know is whether he told the wife. Or the wife must have been a just person too. If God tells me, take our son, will you agree? I sacrifice. He obeyed the Lord. But I know my wife, as long as it is the will of God, she will. Because I know she prays for me. This is one lady, I don't know others, from Anambra that money does not move her. And I can tell you why. I proposed to my wife when I had only a pair of trousers. And I told her clearly, because I wanted to know if she's a person of integrity. I told her clearly, this is the only thing I have, but I love you. I have prayed. And I would like to marry you. Will you marry me? She said, yes, I will marry you. Meanwhile, I have not noticed you have only one pair of trousers. Maybe the Holy Ghost was changing the trousers as I was walking. If I wear black today and I am going towards her again, the Holy Ghost will change it to red. And if I am wearing it again, the Holy Ghost will change it to brown. How come she didn't, I don't know how she didn't notice it. But I know she knows I had nothing. Mommy Ruby K is here. We had nothing. When I say nothing, I mean nothing. But she said she's going to go all way with me. And the law prospered us. So I know she's a person of integrity by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Young ones, are you such? Or are you moved by people that carry Jeep to church? If she was waiting for a man that carries Jeep to church, she wouldn't have married me. But to the glory of God, we now carry Jeep to the church. Because God is the reward of them that diligently seek him. Young man, are you a person of integrity? Do you believe the word of God? The Bible says in the book of Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12, God, when God says a word, He watches His word to perform it. That is the confidence I have. Every word God has spoken, God will surely bring it to pass. God will surely do it. And that is why He's called Jehovah. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. So let me quickly mention things 
that can lead us to not having integrity. You know, there are things that could lead us to not having integrity. One is fear, like it was prophesied this morning. The Bible says in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, of sound mind, of boldness. Fear is one thing that could make you not to be a man of integrity. You are afraid. Why should you be afraid? Look at this young lady that we'll talk about this day. It was people from the other religion that came out to tell her parents, out to tell the world, that Leah refused to renounce Jesus, even at the point of death. This little girl, 15-year-old girl, young people, 15-year-old girl, refused to renounce Jesus, even at the point of death. When I heard it, I laid flat on, my, on the floor and I said, God, help me. Some people will say that that is not wisdom. That she would have said, no, 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 when she comes out, she will call, come back. But the Bible makes me understand that the wisdom that God gives is first pure. And if you read down, it is upright. So it's not wisdom to lie. It's not wisdom to play smart. We call it being smart. It's not wisdom to play double standard. It's not wisdom to have double tongues. I was asking someone, a Yoruba friend, I asked him, what's the meaning of... She said he understands Igbo. What is... I said, the man is having two tongues. <laughs> I hope you understand what I mean by Irebo. You know, you don't say yes now, and the next minute, the same tongue, you are saying no. And I ask him, what is Ima Kantoto? I said, the, the man is speaking, speaking, speaking. Because he was bragging that he could speak Igbo. Amen. So one is fear. The next is worry. The Bible says be anxious for nothing. So because you are anxious for the school fees, because you are anxious for passing that exam, you are anxious, you want to pass that exam, you are anxious, you want to gain admission into the university, you are anxious, you now want to give integrity a backseat. Hatred. Hatred. I don't like this person. You know, kingdom lifestyle. The Bible teaches us the law. Time will permit to give you an example of this. Something happened in my village sometime. To cut the long story short, my father was bitterly treated by his brothers. So when the whole thing ended, my father is gone, and um, you know, I was struggling with forgiving them. My wife kept preaching to me, kept talking to me. I had to. You know. Hatred is one thing that will make you not have integrity. Because you will be looking for the head of that person you hate to cut it off. Gossip. Gossip in the church. By the time you are a person of gossip, you will want to add salt, pepper, to make up the story. At that point in time, your yes is not your yes. Your no is not your no. Selfishness or self-righteousness. When you are just thinking about yourself. Me, me and myself. Covetousness. That one has eaten up everybody in the system. And that's why we shout corruption, corruption. Corruption, corruption everywhere. Covetousness. I want to have more and more and more and more and more money. If you read the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 5. Verse 10. 
Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 10. I'd like us to read that Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 10 quickly. I like that scripture, more especially with New Living Translation. It says, He that loveth silver. New Living Translation says, He that loveth money shall not be satisfied with silver, nor he that loveth abundance with increase. This is also vanity. So when you are thinking of acquiring and acquiring and acquiring, watch it. Your integrity is taking a back seat. The last but not the least is pride. Pride. If you read the book of 1 John chapter 2 from verse 15 to 16, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the loss of the flesh, and the loss of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. Pride. When a man is a proud person, you are willing to crush everybody that is on the way. You cannot give in, even at home. You, you think you are the man of the house. You think when you say something, everybody takes cover. Watch it. You are not accountable. Permit me to use the word again, accountable. Accountability, a man of integrity, is a man that is accountable. You know, when I started the message, I told you that my, 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 my father in the Lord, he will call you, he will, he will demand, sometimes even when he does not demand accountability, I will begin to give me accounts of what is happening. I will tell him, this has happened, this is what I'm about to do, this is this and that, this is that. When I am not in the house, maybe I have traveled, or maybe I am traveling because I travel a lot. When I move, I, I give account. I tell my wife, I am at four corners. I have now got to Udi, as network permits me. She is my wife, I know, but I should be accountable. When a man is accountable, the man is tending towards being a man of integrity. But these days we have men in the house who don't want to be accountable. Why would I be? In fact, when you even discuss with your friends, they will begin to make caricature of you. That's the way a number of people will say it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Is it, is it not? The way they say it with disdain. Yes, I will not tell my friend. I need to be accountable to her. There is something. I have a different desire. When you have a different desire, it affects your values. Your values. I have a different desire. I want to be a man of integrity, a man of accountability. It is difficult on that it is difficult for you to ask my wife at any point in time, where is your where can your husband likely be? So what does that make me do? It keeps me on the toes. Because I have to be accountable to my wife. I have to be accountable even to my children. When I want to go out, this yesterday I was preparing my message, I was praying. My first one came to me and said to me, Daddy, where are you preaching this one? I said to this place. He said to me, are we going with you? I said, yes, you are going with me. He said, okay, can I start preparing my own message? Can you allow me? I said, go and prepare your own. He asked me, what is the topic? I told him the topic. I showed the mom yesterday. The boy started, in fact, if he had come to preach, it wouldn't last for two minutes because he's... His own message is short. <laughs> but the thing is that I needed to be accountable to my son. I want to be accountable to him. What I tell him I have to do. 
if I am not going to buy biscuit, and he says to me, buy biscuit, I tell him, I'm not going to buy biscuit. Why? Because I am not going through the path where they sell biscuit. Why? Because I don't want to stop on the way and start buying biscuit. Why? I will, I will explain. You have to be accountable. You don't have to say yes, you buy biscuit. When you know inside of you, you are not going to buy biscuit. You don't have to tell him, yes, I will take you to Auntie Joy's place. When you know you don't plan to take her to Auntie Joy's place. I know that one of the reasons why my wife had to accept to marry me was because of a, a little integrity she saw in me. I didn't have anything. But if I tell her, oh, I'm coming to your room by 4 o'clock and I will spend 5 minutes with you. At 4 o'clock I am there. After 5 minutes, I'm leaving. After 5 minutes, I'm leaving. Praise the Lord. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Say, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. The Bible makes us understand under covetousness of godliness with contentment is great gain. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 6. So all through the scriptures you see the importance of integrity. I've told you about Abraham as I round up. Abraham was very willing to follow God. And you see how Abraham was great. And the Bible makes me understand that not just Abraham, look at his son, Isaac. He was greater than Abraham. Look at his son's son, Esau and Jacob. Do you know that if you want to know how great Esau was, you will read the scripture and see what happened. When Esau went to receive the brother Jacob, the Bible says 400 men followed him. 400 men were his guards. Even if the president is worshipping here today, with 400 soldiers following him. So that means he was bigger than a president of a, a country. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. So the Bible says again in Psalm 37 verse 25, I was young and now I am old. Yet I have never seen the righteous, the man of integrity, emphasis mine, forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. So the confidence I have is that as I remain principled and a man of integrity, God can never forsake me. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first the lifestyle, the kingdom lifestyle of Jesus Christ and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first integrity and God having promise will never forsake you and your children will never beg bread. Praise the Lord. Look at, the, look at Job, like I said earlier on. Look at Samuel. Look at Joseph. Joseph said, I will never sin against my master. A man of integrity. He was alone with Potiphar's wife. He could have done what saber. Young man, when you were alone with house helps, when you were alone at home, what do you do? When you are alone and you have the remote of television, what do you do? Bet Niger, Niger, bet. What do you do? Uh, big brother Niger, I don't know some of them. What do you do? You are a man of integrity when you practice what you hear from church. The Bible says in the book of Acts of Apostles chapter 17 about the Berean Christians who will hear the word of God like you are hearing this morning and they will go back under the power of the Holy Spirit, compare scriptures and scriptures and they will study and they will confirm all they have been taught and they will begin to live the life of Christ. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Now, how can I have integrity? One, you must be born again. You must be born again. You must seek the kingdom of God. Two, you must study the word of God. 
First Timothy chapter 2 verse 15. Study to show yourself approved a workman that needed not approve unto God, a workman that needed not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. You must be a Bible study person. And time, if time permits me, study Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 5, Proverbs chapter 11 verse 3, Proverbs chapter 21 verse 3, Proverbs chapter 4 verse 25 to 27, Proverbs chapter 12 22, Proverbs 28 verse 6, 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 16. Study the word of God morning and night. Study to show yourself approved. Study to equip yourself. When you have equipped yes, I walked into an office and I said to myself, I am in this office for God. So it doesn't matter who comes. The first thing that goes to my mind is that this office I'm occupying. I'm occupying this office for God. I am in this office for good. So I will only give right judgment. I am here for righteousness. I cannot do anything that is bad. I am in this office for gold. I am in this office to triumph. Because the path of a just man is as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect end. You need the Holy Ghost. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 10 verse 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, healing all manner of diseases and sicknesses because God was with him. Who went about doing good, being upright, who went about doing good, living a life of integrity. The only way you can be holy is by having Holy Spirit. And I thank God for this church. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. It is the Holy Ghost where you pray in the Spirit and the Holy Ghost has equipped you. It helps you and guides you unto all righteousness. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. You need to, you need to always be bold. You need to be bold. Don't be afraid. Jesus, when Jesus was crucified in the book of John chapter 18, the Bible says, when they came, about 600 soldiers came to attack Jesus. And they said, Jesus asked them, who seekest thou? And they said, we seek Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, here I am. Take me. The Bible said they went back and they were pinned to the floor. They were astonished at the truthfulness of Christ Jesus. When they come, don't be afraid. Don't deny Jesus. Remember, Jesus is coming again to rapture the saints. Are you prepared this morning to be one of the ones that Jesus will rapture? Stand to your feet as we pray. You want to be like Jesus. You want to be like Jesus. You have not given your life to Jesus. You want to be born again. Just raise up your hand where you are. I want to be like Jesus. Maybe you are in church this morning. You have dropped integrity. In your speech, in your conduct, there is no consistency. You want to rededicate your life to Jesus? You can also raise up your hand and begin to cry unto the Lord. And say to him, Lord Jesus, help me. Help me. I want to live a life that will exemplify what you are teaching me this morning. I want to live a life that men will see and glorify your name in heaven. Change my heart, O oh Lord. Change my heart, O oh Lord. I want the peace that Jesus gives. I want to hand over my life to him, a man of integrity. I want to be able to stand bold against sin, against Satan, against the world, and declare what I believe. 
and run away from evil. And let my words and my conduct be clear, concise to him, to the glory. If that's you, just raise your hand where you are. The Spirit of God is convicting you. The life you live now, you need to bring it into Jesus. And let him be a man of integrity. In Mark chapter 12 verse 14, they said, Master, we know you are a man of integrity. You do not have regards of men and respect one or the other. But you say only the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And anyone who comes to the Father will come through me, a man of integrity. It is a decision you are making for life. It is a decision that the Holy Spirit is prompting you. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want my life to have a signal that Jesus is the owner. Lies. Every other unscrupulous act. Every other lifestyle that is governed by darkness. By evil. That does not measure up to the standard of Jesus. I drop them. And I want him to come into my life and be my Lord and my Savior. Let your yes be yes. Let your nay be nay. In how many words, in how many occasions, in how many circumstances can people ask, I thought you were a Christian. I thought she's a Christian. I thought he says he's born again. How come you have descended to the level of the world? You use diplomatic language. You play smart. We don't know where you stand. There's no difference between you holding a position of authority or responsibility and one who hasn't come near Jesus. You model things up. Your personal life, your individual and family affair, integrity is far. Can you tell the Lord this morning, Father, this is me. Search me and try me. Know me and see my heart. And if there is any crooked way, any dishonest way in me, please cleanse me. That's the cry of the psalmist in Psalm 139, verses 23-24. You can make the same cry this morning. And be in the league where Jesus can say, Behold, Israelite, in whom there is nothing false, in whom there is no hypocrisy, in whom his word is his bond. Can you ask the Lord, please, this morning, search me. And see me the way you saw Nathaniel. That's the cry of our heart. Kingdom lifestyle. People who are like Jesus. And they can point you out in the office. In the classroom. In the marketplace. As a man and a woman. Who stand for what they believe. Ask God. He will hear. And in hearing. He will forgive. And in forgiving. He will pardon. And lead us on the path of righteousness and uprightness again. In business, how has it been with you? In the workplace, what are the things you put in clocking in and clocking out? How do you deal with money? Can you tell the Lord this morning, forgive me, cleanse me. I want, Lord, to have a conscience and a lifestyle void of offense towards you and towards man. Acts 24:16. The Lord desires that he will see that in you. Can you pray? And say, Father, I stand before you once more. Forgive me. Bless me. 
Lead me on the path of integrity. And you who are standing here, the Bible says you believe with your heart unto righteousness, you confess with your mouth unto salvation. And if you will believe that Jesus died on the cross for you, and that all your righteousness are like filthy rise before him. For you know that he has paid the price, and you call him to come in and sup with you. He will forgive you and cleanse you. Can you at this moment repeat these words after me? Lord Jesus, I thank you. You love me. You died on the cross and paid the price for my sins. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me of my past. Cleanse me of unrighteousness. I am sorry of my previous life. I repent from them and I turn to you. Thank you. As you come into my life and give me the power to live above sin and be your child. This is my prayer in Jesus name. Lord as many as receive you to them you give the power to become your children who were born not of flesh, not of blood, not of the will of man, nor by the power of man, but by your own power. And therefore Lord, in that work you do that changes a man from inside, we do not see the work, but we see the lifestyle that is changed. And anyone who is born of the Spirit, Lord, also manifests even this result. We pray, Father in heaven, according to the confession of these ones in sincerity, that all things pass away in their lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, that the life of sin is dealt with in the name of Jesus Christ. And that all things in their life become new, and they will serve you the rest of the days of their life. And live lives that honor and glorify you. In Jesus name we pray.